Episode 138 from May 2011. Hey there, gang. Before I get into the normal sponsorship of the show, I wanted to give you an update on my hometown of Joplin, Missouri. If you've been watching the national news coverage, I'm sure you know that Joplin was hit by an F5 tornado on May 22nd. It was the deadliest tornado to hit the United States since 1950. More than 130 people died that day, and it will take years for us to rebuild that's why I'm asking for your help with the cleanup efforts. You can donate to the American Red Cross by going to redcross.org and donating. And if you'd like to text on your cell phone, there are several ways to do that. You can text Red Cross, all one letter, all one word, to 90999. Again, that's Red Cross to 90999 to give a $10 donation. Or you can also donate to the Salvation Army by texting Joplin, J-O-P-L-I-N, to 80888. 80888. That's the text number. Or you can also give to the United Way by texting Joplin, J O P L I N, to 854833. Here's the number again 854833. There are literally hundreds of thousands of people that listen to this podcast and also visit the Crawlspace website. So please, if you're listening, I would love for you to help us rebuild this town by donating to th- those three great organizations. And because Joplin is the home of the crawl space. Okay, gang, on with the show. Wishing I was Spider-Man, wishing I loved Mary Jane. Wishing I could break out of a life that's boring and mundane. Wishing I could spin a web and swing out in the sky. Instead, I'm stuck here on the ground, wondering why I'm not Spider-Man. I'm not Spider-Man. I'm not Spider-Man. I'm not Spider-Man. This podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trade paperbacks. An example on this episode is on Amazing Spider-Man number 665. The issue description reads, quote, As Spider-Man, he's a member of the FF and two different Avengers team. And as Peter Parker, he works all hours on his dream job at Horizon Labs. That doesn't leave him with much time for anything or anyone else. This is where he pays the price in this landmark issue one of Peter's greatest sins comes back to haunt him and the life of someone dear to him hangs in the balance. The cover price for the book, $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. All right, we also have one more issue of Amazing to tackle. It's Free Comic Book Day issue. Mr. Slot, Mr. Ramos uh, wrote and penciled this. Uh, Kev, you picked it up. What'd you think, sir? Um, I was glad I didn't pay for it. I appreciate that, Marvel. Um, because if this had cost me three ninety nine, I would have felt like I wasted my money. 
It's uh, the Humberto Ramos art was decent as it has been lately. Um, I don't think it was up to the standards that I would usually uh, that we have been seeing from him in big time, but it's still better than it used to be. But I, th- I wonder if he was kind of uh, rushed on this free comic book day thing. Um, I thought it was useless. Um, the whole point seemed to be we're going to get Spider-Man trained and fighting by Shang-Chi to prepare for Spider-Island. What about when he was trained by Captain America? We seem to have forgotten all about that, and thus he just can't fight. So I, Well, when, I he, when, 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 when Cap trained him, he had Spider-Sense, though. Yeah, I, I can give you that. I just felt that there was a lack of acknowledgement for that. It was just trying to say he couldn't fight, and before he just relied on his sense, and that was it. Um... But I, I just felt the whole story was very pointless. Um, and I, usually I will lament when you put reprints into something like this and only do a little bit of new story. But when I was reading this, I was just waiting to, like, can I get to some reprints so I can stop reading already? Um, so I would give this a uh, D. Yeah, a D. Okay. I don't have the book in front of me. Was there a reprint in this one? No, the uh, okay. last several pages were just a fear itself preview. Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't read through that. I already did. Uh, George, did you pick it up? I did pick it up. Okay, what did you think? And my uh, my local comic shop owner looked at me and was like, like you've seen a ghost because I haven't been in there for so long. Um, well, first off, right off the bat, on free comic book day, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's the right move to have the uh, the title character say howdy cheapskates. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw that too, and I'm like, really? Fuck you too. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's not probably not what you want to do. Um, again, Spider-Man seems to be trying too hard with the humor now, and while he's doing this, he's going overboard. Slot has him going overboard with the humor to the point where he's t- nothing gets taken seriously anymore. I mean, all of this, everything that I'm reading now, the brand new verse, it all feels like parody so, so much, you know? Um, Having the villain spout out about, you know, oh, let's go get a gelato and have a nosh. No, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous villain, first of all. Making him ridiculous in this way doesn't work either. Um, I enjoyed Jessica Drew being it. That was kind of fun. I, I liked seeing her and Spider-Man fight. And I, uh, By the way, uh, Zach can go to hell. R- Humberto Ramos is awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking through this, and since he's tightened his style up, you know, which he did when he first started working on the, what was it, that first arc. Um, so much of this, he's looking, he's look. It looks more and more like J. Scott Campbell, and I'm sorry. I mean, if you have to look like somebody, screw it, look like J. Scott Campbell. Um, well, I actually don't personally like J. Scott Campbell, and yet I still agree you know, about Alberto Ramos tightening his style and looking better. This is fantastic stuff. It's really, really awesome, really good. So the artwork is phenomenal. Um, what else? Oh, Shang-Chi's dad, by the way, he says at one point is Zhang Zhu. Um, Zhang Zhu is uh, what they renamed Fu Manchu after Marvel lost the rights to Fu Manchu a long time ago. Um, so just, you know, there you go. That's just a little bit, little tiny shred of uh, Spidey history. The only time I thought this book was hysterically funny mm-hmm. was that – or not hysterically funny but humorous – was the page when Spidey yells out, I'm an Avenger, when the cops try to arrest him and it works. And then he yells out, I'm an Avenger, send the bill yeah. to Tony Stark, which I liked. And then he says, I'm an Avenger to try to get a hot dog. <laughs> that was funny. That. that was funny. But then you know that, that whole thing, that, that moment of glee I had was erased when you know, Slot starts on his anti-Fox news crap. This is why Slot will never be a great writer. He will only at best ever be a good writer. Great writers can let that shit go. And they okay, don't wait, they don't wait, feel wait, wait, they don't feel the need that they don't feel the need to throw it into everything. Wait, a wait, good wait, writer wait. good writer can't do that. A good writer can't let it go. He's always got to throw his own bias in there. Like a spidey fist bump, all that other crap. Okay. <clears throat> 
soapbox time? It, not quite. I want to know. Uh, give me some context about this. Uh, I, he says something like, "This is supposed to be balanced, or uh, not like." Shang Chi said like that. that you're both. You're both. It was a fight between Spider Man and Spider Woman. Shang Chi said you're both Spider People. That should have been a balanced fight. Spider Man said that was the Fox News of fights. Oh, to God. say it's not balanced. <sighs> okay. Okay. As if. As if. The conservatives don't believe that the rest of the media is, you know, against them. I mean, come well, it's, on. I'm you just, watch I'm CNN and my, you watch Fox News back I'm, to back. And, I don't want to debate Fox News or CNN. My point is, is like, we all know Fox hates, or uh, Slot hates Fox News and he hates conservatives. He, he, he's mentioned that on our message board several times back when he was posting there. Um, yes. So, you know, but seriously, dude, let it go. Let it well, go. And and just, let it go just for comics. I'm a liberal who dislikes Fox News, and I thought that joke was in poor taste. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it just uh, it's not necessary. George, yeah, what's your grade? The type of thing is not necessary. Um, I'll I'll give this uh, I'll give this a C minus. I love the artwork, Kim, but the, the story's throwaway. There's nothing taken seriously in this by anybody. Um, I love seeing Shang Chi because he's my boy. Yeah, but um, did you read all those uh, Fist of Iron or not uh, Fist of Iron? What was Master it of Kung Fu. Master of Kung Fu. Did you read all those? Damn near ten years of it. Damn. In fact, Insane Johnny this week posted on the <laughs> message board, and he said um, he was talking about oh, and you know because he gave a he gave a, a review of this, and he said oh, and Shang Chi or whatever his name is here, and I'm like yeah, watch his face that had his own book for ten damn years. <laughs> you know, and, um, and Zach, you didn't read it. You didn't have time to pick it up. No, I haven't had a chance. Okay, to Bailey, real quick, your two cents. Uh, I got it and came home and immediately got on this call. Oh, so you haven't read it? Either. Okay, <laughs> that was real quick. I agree. Uh, I read it. Um, I thought uh, it was okay. I liked the artwork. Uh, I also liked the the Shang Chi fights club session at the end, where he's he's looking at <laughs> Spider Man's lack of fighting ability. Which uh, is why I think Captain America could, re- could really kick Spidey's ass. Uh, but <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's over, Brad. You love that. <laughs> I know, let it I'm go, still, Brad. Let I'm it go. I'm still whining. I'm still whining. Don't, be a, don't be a sore loser. Don't be that guy. It's, I'm not <laughs> uh, I'll give it a B. Uh, it was okay for a free comic. All right. Ta- uh, recommendations real quick. Uh, Zach, what do you recommend this month? I'm going to recommend um, Shadow Dimensions. I, 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 Did you pick it I'm up? Gonna, well, I, I, I finished it finally. Oh, good. Uh, I didn't pick it up. I rented it. Okay. We're doing a lot of renting lately. Um, the thing is about that I have my biggest problem with Shadow Dimensions is is that that the final boss battle was kind of redundant, stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else do you recommend? Uh, but I mean, it's an overall good game. Uh, I'm going to recommend. Um, well, I'm going to recommend Fight Club. And, there you go. Uh, as of th- as of this particular moment, I'm I am uh, as Victor Von Doom uh, fighting Lex Luthor in a epic battle, but uh, it's not really being who's so representing epic. Uh, Luthor. It's not epic. It's kind of a one-sided ass kicking. Who's <laughs> 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 uh, Luthor uh, on the board? And uh, Shadow One One Six, aka John yep. Hall. Our, uh, it's no offense, good. John, but I voted for Doom. Doom, <laughs> Doom approves of this. <laughs> Okay, uh, Mr. Bailey, what do you recommend? Uh, my Netflix recommendation for this month is yep. Highlander the series. Okay. It, it, it took about a season to really get warmed up, 
Mm-hmm. But once uh, once they killed off a certain character and introduced a group called the Watchers, mm-hmm. th- that yeah. series became really, really kick-ass. But there's even some really good moments in the first se- season. Um, kind of in its own little universe aside from the movies, which if you've seen Highlander 2, either edition or Highlander 3, it's probably for the best. Uh, I would also recommend if you have, live in an area where there is a Publix shopping center, I mean, uh, shopping like a grocery store, mm-hmm. uh, their deli has the best damn sandwiches ever. <laughs> They're like... Not just the awesome. best sandwiches, the best damn sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, and, 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 and don't pay the extra dollar fifty for the boar's head meat. It really doesn't freaking matter. The hell? <laughs> Boar's head meat. So wait, boar's head is a brand of of meat. Okay. It's like a it's like an upscale uh, meats and cheeses. It's a pretentious meat. If, if yeah, kind of. Okay. So, uh, but um, other than that, yeah, that's about it for for me. Kev, uh, I'm gonna have to second every damn word Bailey just said about Highlander, and I mean oh, every damn say word. Head meat. Um, <laughs> no, because because Bailey was just spot on on like. Ten things there, so word. Um, <laughs> I'll third that. <laughs> uh, George mentioned earlier in the show actually Citizen Kane, which, believe it or not, I finally saw for the first time this week. Isn't that good? I watched it in, the, in college. Yeah, um, my film history professor actually lent me a DVD of it when I mentioned that I hadn't seen it, and uh, I watched it Thursday night, and it was really damn good. I mean, I know it's it's considered by some people in some lists to be the best film of all time. I wouldn't go quite that far, but it was a really excellent film. Well, part, um, of, the reason, part of the reason that people say that about the film, uh, Kevin, is because of the way it transformed and changed narrative uh, film storytelling in America. Yeah, um, and I agree. And not just narratives, but the lighting was innovative, the shooting was innovative. I mean, it, was, it looked oh, yeah. like a movie that could have been done today, but done 72 years ago, which is just insanely impressive. Um, and the acting was really good, too. I thought Orson Welles' portrayal of Kane was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I would, I would absolutely recommend, if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, um, you've got to see Citizen Kane, especially if you want to watch and talk about movies, you should have seen Citizen Kane. Um, I would also recommend... And for the uh, guys that uh, are geeks, uh, Orson Welles was the dude that was Unicron in the Transformers movie. Yes, he was. <laughs> Just so we all tie this in. Because um, <laughs> only one man could play a living Red? planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um... Brad has been recommending Netflix for a little while now. Um, okay. I'm also a new user of Netflix, and I have been watching the uh, the modern Doctor Who series. I hear that's um, so good. I'm a little more than halfway into the first season with Christopher Eccleston, and I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, I think you have to get past the first two episodes, I would say, because that's kind of a culture shock of, my God, this is cheesy. <laughs> but once you get past that, I mean, the characters are really enjoyable and entertaining. The stories do get pretty fun. Um, I think just roll with it, and it's a good time. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that, and I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it, and looking forward to seeing David Tennant as the Doctor, because everybody talks about how great he is. But I'm really loving Christopher Eskelson's portrayal, so uh, I would recommend that show. Uh, I would also recommend... Uh, the Foo Fighters came out with a new album, I think, last month called Wasting Light. And if you've ever liked the Foo Fighters, I would say you've got to check out that album. It's a really good album, probably one of their best. Um, they actually went so far as to record it in Dave Grohl's garage on a cassette tape. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
but it, and yet it sounds great. It's a really fantastic album. And um, one last recommendation, if you've ever heard of the band Cold, um, they haven't had an album out in years now, but I absolutely loved that band. They're, they've got a new album coming out in July, and they have a new single out. You can find it on YouTube called Wicked World. I'd say take a listen to that. It's a really good song, and I'm really looking forward to the new album. Cool. Uh, Mr. Bailey. I mean, Mr. Barrowman. <laughs> Stella's not here, so I'll plug her, uh, her podcast, the excellent Matt Gold Oracle podcast. Hell um, yes. I will also... Uh, plug uh, Fight Club one more time. If you're not involved in Fight Club, get involved in Fight Club because damn. <laughs> and um, past that, uh, I don't really have anything else. Okay. Uh, I've got something Mr. Behrman will uh, also recommend. Uh, Denny's is having Bacon Month. And I, <laughs> and I, I tried the Bacon Sunday. Actually, and It's did awesome, isn't it? You liked it. I loved it, and I actually did a new story on it. And uh, what makes the bacon sundae delicious is the maple syrup mixed with the ice cream, and the bacon is kind of like uh, sprinkles. You know, it, like adds, that. it adds texture to it. Number yeah. one, number two, and and this was the same thing in the in the in the mid nineties when I tried the strawberry bacon shake, mm-hmm. which I I have Butterburger invent for me. Um, <laughs> the salty greasiness of the bacon brings out the the sweetness and everything else. It's it was very surprisingly good, and the two anchors on the desk. Also tried one with me, and they too enjoyed it. So go to Denny's, pick up a bacon sundae. It's really good. Uh, on Netflix, if you're a Marvel fan, they just uploaded a bunch of Marvel tunes. Also, these motion comics that they were charging 99 cents for. If you're a Netflix user, you can watch them in your normal subscription. I, I just rewatched Spider Woman. Also, they uh, motion comic the uh, Astonishing X Men, the first arc by Whedon and Cassidy, which was it's kind of cool. It's it's uh, neat to see that they're also bringing Amazing Friends this summer. Spider-Man's Amazing Friends is going to be on Netflix, which I'm so excited about. God, I noticed they have Spider-Man Unlimited up. Yeah. Like, I never actually wow. watched that show, and I'm wondering if I should go through the sheer awfulness of that just to okay. it. It, yeah. it is pretty bad. It's bad, but in terms of animation, it was like a, it was like a 1990s comic book animated. It's true. Uh, that's pretty much all my recommendations for this month. Bacon and Netflix. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. That's living the life. Yeah, living the dream, baby. Living the dream. (laughs) Okay, let's tackle message board questions. Let me go to page one of two pages. First one from Iron Patriot in the Philippines. Uh, To all of us, if Neron went to the Marvel Universe to tempt the heroes and the villains, how will that go down? What offers will be made? Who will accept and who will reject them? George, hit it. We know what Spider-Man would do. Sell his marriage, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's six of one, half a dozen of another. I mean, it's one devil's universe coming over to our universe. It's, it's probably just more of the same. Anybody have a funny answer for this one? Okay. Maybe he'll try to get some, a return on his investment with Aunt May. Maybe, like, you know. Wow. Maybe she'll put on that lingerie we talked about earlier. Oh, God. Uh, what are your favorite musicals, everyone? The only one I can stand is Moulin Rouge. Um, I really like the Scarlet Pimpernel. Um, Moulin Rouge is great. I enjoy Across the Universe is a musical movie, although it's unconventional. Um, Jesus Christ Superstar is fantastic. Uh, Guys and Dolls is good. West Side Story. Okay. Anybody else? 
1776 is my absolute favorite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll also go with Jekyll and Hyde. Cool. The uh, Les Mis, Miss Saigon, um, Pippin. Big fan of Pippin. Oh, and uh, I should mention Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Oh, God. <laughs> you would mention that, Kevin. Um, I, would, would. I would I would say my favorite one would be Grease, just because of the memories attached to it. To Brad, which one of these writers would you like to have done Amazing Spider-Man? Paul Jenkins, Mark Miller, Roberto Esquita, Cascascasa, or Brian <laughs> Bendis. God, I, that guy was actually on the Today Show. Did you see Roberto talking about the musical? He's going to write the musical. Was he, was he trying to like reassure everybody that it'll be completely different and not suck? Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. Of those four, who would I like to see? I, I pretty much have seen all of their Spider-Man. I mean, it just didn't have Amazing Spider-Man on it. Uh, and he says, Peter David not included because, you know, I would like to have him. Uh, my, my pick on Amazing Spider-Man would be Jeff Johns because I hear so many good things about him and I've never read with the exception of the Avengers book. And Kevin and I talked about this on his podcast, but, uh, Jeff Johns writing Spider-Man is who I want, but I don't think it's going to be happening anytime soon, right, Kevin? Yeah. It would, uh, be pretty impressive and take probably a lot of legalese. <laughs> exactly. Mike, which is your favorite Superman and Spider-Man action figure in your collection? Favorite Superman is my superpowers Superman because it is so awesome. And my favorite Spider-Man is my Spider-Man and his amazing friends three-pack Toys R Us exclusive because it's just awesome. I actually did, I actually bought that superpowers toy back in the day. Didn't it come with the Did it come with the ring or was that the Toy Biz one? That's the Toy Biz one. Okay, I, I bought both of them actually. Uh, Kevin, since you're a big time writer, see what I did there? <laughs> what, what do you think of giving a writer an entire universe like we've done now with Mr. Bendis? Uh, I think it's often a good idea to give a writer an entire corner of a universe. Like, uh, the team of Abnett and Lanning got the entire cosmic corner of the Marvel Universe for a while. Did a good job, um, Yeah, and, you know, Jeff Johns got the entire you know, basically cosmic corner of DC for a while, and now he's got the Flash family and all that. Um, I think giving one writer a whole universe <laughs> is probably not a great idea, but yeah, give, giving one free reign over a corner of the universe often works out well. Well, Ben has pretty much got the Avengers. He didn't get the X-Men. Yeah, that's true, but the Avengers uh, can very easily and kind of has become the universe. I mean, he was writing every major event for a while and defining all the major characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or not defining them, whichever you would rather have. Ladies. But, I mean, personally, I'd really like to, uh, if I ever got in there, I would love to be handed the entire supernatural corner of the Marvel Universe to just play with. Yeah. Lady Spider from Themyscira. I got the Wonder Woman place right again, didn't I? Yeah. Themyscira. The mascara, oh, the Spidey and Bonacetta, Bonacetta, Bonacetta. I'm like uh, Louis Prima over here. Oh man, look that up, kids. He's great. Uh, to <laughs> Kevin and Zach, if Kevin's character came out of Crawl Space Avengers, uh, we're going to propose to. Wait a minute. If Kevin's character from Crawl Space Avengers, we're going to propose to Stella's character. Would he use a Green Lantern ring? And if they got married, would you attend? <laughs> I think that's exactly what does that mean? This, this, okay, okay, okay. okay. You got Kevin's character and Stella's character. They're starting to they're starting to have a relationship in this in the story. In the I've story. never seen Kevin's avatar. Never mind. <laughs> okay. So would he would he propose with the Green Lantern ring? That'd be kind of that'd be kind of like cross universe pollination. So 
Yeah, I'd have to like write something a significance about a lantern or something like that for it to make sense. That's funny. <laughs> Kevin, do you want to hit that one? Uh, yes, I do. Propose. Okay, go ahead. You missed the joke, didn't you? Yes, sorry. Um, (laughs) Oh, my! (laughs) Sorry. I had to fill in for Stella there. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Because every once in a while, Stella's from Minnesota for some reason. I never quite understood that. Yeah, she comes comes from Fargo all of a sudden. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, gosh, Kevin. Go ahead and answer. Um, No, I think think Zach pretty much answered it. Michael, do you think we can get a Lois Lane miniseries that doesn't necessarily need to be about Superman? Sure. I, I, I don't think the character would support an ongoing, um, and that is not anything against the character itself. It's more, uh, it speaks more to the marketplace that comics exist in now that I don't, I just don't think a Lois Lane book would survive as an ongoing, but a miniseries, I mean, there, there has been one before. Oh, well, there's um, going to be one in Flashpoint. Uh, yeah, well, yes, yes, indeed, there will be. Uh, I just <laughs> haven't really been keeping up with all that's going on with Flashpoint because they keep adding titles. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, they have much going on with Flashpoint. Exactly, but um, but you know, she she had a, a series through the '50s, '60s, and uh, and '70s, and she had a two-issue miniseries right around the time of Man of Steel. Uh, I'd really like to see it. I'd like to see. Personally, I would like it to deal with all that happens. eating? Who's eating? What was that? Uh, it was me. That would be me getting a Tic Tac out, but sorry. <laughs> um, Where to kick you in the Tic Tacs? <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Show me on the box of Tic Tacs where, where Stella kicked you. Yeah. <laughs> this side uh, up. Uh, I, I, I would like to see one that deals kind of with the fallout of the whole War of the Superman thing where uh, something really, really bad happened to her. Okay. So, uh, yeah. George, do you think Emma Roberts could play Mary Jane or Babs? Emma Roberts as in Nanny McPhee? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Emma Roberts is the uh, daughter of Eric Roberts and the niece of Julia Roberts. She also played, I think, Nancy oh. Drew. Okay, I see. Um, she's, 20 year, she's, she's 20 years old, so she couldn't play opposite uh, Andrew Garfield since he's 30 playing a high schooler. Um, so I, I don't know what she'd play Mary Jane. And I'm, I'm sure she could. I've never seen anything... I've never seen anything that she's in that she's acted in. Um, as to Babs, maybe a young Batgirl, but definitely not like an older Oracle. Uh, to the group, if in the last series of Spider-Man movies, Peter and Mary Jane had gotten married, do you think it would have affected the comics? No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There you go. Um, well, it's, it's, it's funny. It's The thing, sometimes they try to change stuff because a movie's coming out, and they'll try to like at least make things in the movie look like something. Um, and they'll try to change other things around. Remember, didn't didn't Peter get organic web shooters right around the time of the first or after the second movie? Yes. Or the yes. first movie? Yeah, and spec, okay. spec fighting so it's, title. It's funny. If the movies had done this, then they absolutely would not have, you know, uh, Who, Who's the CEO uh, of Disney? Bob Iger. Bob, Bob Iger. Bob Iger would have to tell Joe Quesada to do it because the Quesada is the man in charge, and he will not do that unless he's right. ordered to. So I think that's the answer to the question. But say to fought too hard to break it to like exactly. the, movies, the movies. Brad, you don't get a question. You just win the ultimate prize of knowing how to say Themyscira. There you go. Hey! <laughs> it's a good thing you got it right again. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Sarcasmic. Uh, to the gang, what are your thoughts on the Quesada <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man 160 variant cover? For those that haven't seen it, it's a picture of Ponytail, Uncle Ben, 
uh, and Spider-Man walking into the clouds, like for the death of Spider-Man. What anybody seen it? Yes, yeah, yeah. damn hippie. I, I think it's a it's a really great cover concept, but the mm-hmm. ponytail kind of kills it for me. I agree. Well, you know, he had a ponytail in the in, in the comics, so it kind of made. He did. You know, I'm not knocking the way Casada drew it or anything. I just don't like it. No, that that. But that, it's, that. So ex- it's so extreme and young and hip. Come on. Man. <laughs> well, I gang, think I'd say the damn hippie instead of George. <laughs> <laughs> to the gang, if Bendis passed on Ultimate Spider-Man to another writer, would you read it? If so. Would you read it if it wasn't about Peter if he dies after 160? No and no. Kevin, you said that you'd be interested in a, a person other than Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Why, why would that be? Uh, I, it's new territory. You know, I thought uh, Ben Riley was interesting, and since we're doing it in the Ultimate Universe, um, uh, depending on who the character is, I would like to see what that story is. Yeah, and as for a, another writer, there was a uh, there was a rumor that Nick Spencer was going to do it, and I think that would have been a a really great idea. I would love to read that, but Nick Spencer is apparently going to write Ultimate X-Men. He also asks about uh, the Ultimate lineup. We've got Ultimates by Jonathan Hickman, and the Ultimate X-Men is coming back by Nick Spencer. We also have an Ultimate Hawkeye miniseries coming out. Anybody picking up any of that? I'm undecided. Um, Because of the Ultimate Spider-Man, I was thinking, you know, I really love Nick Spencer, so maybe I should check out the X-Men, and then I was thinking, well... That only leaves one other ongoing book in the universe. Maybe I should try that. But then I remembered it's written by Hickman, and I read the Nightly News. <laughs> the night? What do you mean? The Nightly News was one of uh, Hickman's early image projects that he got really famous for, and it was one of the most god awful things I've ever read in my Isn't life. Jonathan Hickman, the Fantastic Four writer. Yep. He, you don't yes, like he, his stuff? His FF's awesome, I think. But it's just I haven't read his FF. I read his Nightly okay. News and just. Couldn't. I mean, I, I thought you were talking nightly, nightly news with uh, Brian Williams. I'm like, what? No. Uh, That'd be your territory, Brad. Not, sorry. Not anyone who reads it, Hawkeye versus Green Arrow versus Robin Hood, who wins? Hawkeye. Why? Robin, Robin Hood's the best archer of the three. Uh, Green Arrow is a great archer. He shoots normal arrows. Uh, Hawkeye's got arrows that explode. <laughs> so, does, so does Green Arrow. Nice. Does he? Mm hmm. Reno uses trick arrows? I knew he used a boxing glove one once, but I didn't know he had exploding ones. To Kevin? Yeah, sure he does. Kevin, if you wanted to make it into the comic industry, let's say Marvel, do you think your affiliation with the crawl space would hurt your chances? Yes. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Come the fuck on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Damn, damn. <laughs> and I love Sarcasmic's uh, signature. Where is that from? Where the, uh, what's that character? The Grizzly. Uh, shows up at Jonah's door and he hides behind it. Where is that from? I don't know, but it's funny. That's a funny little caption. Why would it hurt your reputation? Um, do you honestly feature Steve Wacker or Joe Casada hiring me for a job? Uh, I think they would if they read your writing ability, but I don't know. <sighs> well, they know who you are. That's half the battle of getting a job, too. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't drink enough with Joe and Steve. To, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't kiss enough ass. He doesn't drink the Kool Aid, is what you're saying. Venomaniac, the Yellow Universe is where he's located. Kevin, what Morbius story do you think best exemplifies the character's appeal? The Spider Daily from the last two months. 
Oh, <laughs> shit, I'm sorry. This one's for me. Um, <laughs> it's a Morbius question. Yeah. Is what this... Morbius story do I think best exemplifies the character's yeah. appeal? I don't know if... That's that's the thing about the character is I don't know if there is one story to me that best exemplifies his appeal. I think he's a, such a more complex character than so many people realize uh, there's a diverse kind of stories written about him, and I think the best way to really see what I love about him is you have to read several different stories to see all the different sides of him. His ongoing was solid. Yeah, I really liked that. Yeah. Uh, there were some there were some definite hiccups. I mean, there was like a whole probably couple of issues there that just sucked out loud. But for the most part, I think it was a really solid title. How did the book end? It was like issue uh, thirty-ish, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the sad thing is. Um, when it ended, it seemed like they just wanted to make him a viable villain for the Marvel Universe again, so all of a sudden, he just went nuts and evil and killed his friend for no apparent reason. Mm. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Anyone watching Fringe, assuming you record this after the finale, what were your thoughts on season three? Don't watch it, I'm sorry. Okay, okay it's a great show. It's a great finale for me, because it it's was a- just on last night, it just came on Hulu today, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Okay, it's a great show. I have not watched the finale. Um, but it's, it's very, it's a very, it's a, it's a, Kevin, I think you probably could better describe it, but I mean, I, I've watched pretty much, I watched a little bit of season one and then most of, most of season three, especially the second half of season three. Um, it's different. It's just a different show. Um, is it different? Ha ha. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, first of all, it has a lot, it has it has a quite a bit of balls. I mean, what other show do you see on television that actually has the that the writers have the cojones to sit there and 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 feature prominently? Quit fucking laughing. I'm doesn't sorry. Have, wait, doesn't have a female lead? One of the isn't, well, isn't the main character a female? Well, mm-hmm. does she yeah. have the balls or? Proto Goblin has. You don't even let me finish my statement. (laughs) It has the guts to actually feature prominently the Twin Towers still standing in the alternate universe. It's like angering a Muppet. (laughs) Your face looks like a Muppet. Oh, you you two like brothers how much you fight. I love it. To the gang, which Spider Man villain would you be willing to go into business with? My vote, the Tinkerer. Tony Stark. No, villain. Spider Man villain. Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark. Saw that coming. <laughs> that was good. Anybody else? Bailey, who do you go into business with? Doc Ock? No, because then I would have to change the diapers. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, that, that, I, that is being quoted as we speak. Uh, my God. That's awesome. So, <laughs> would you go into business with Doc Ock? I do the business with Norman. I mean, he built a billion-dollar industry. So, yeah, but he'd real. screw you over and probably kill you. <laughs> but yeah, but I'd, die, I'd die in an Armani suit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Zach, if you were asked to adapt the Clone Saga into a Spider-Man cartoon, how would you do it? Well, you know, it's, <laughs> that cartoon would run long. <laughs> well, it'd be like a, it, it'd have to be over, the, over like five seasons because that's, that's the only <laughs> Have mercy. Ellie, <laughs> no. rank these Superman writers. Elliot Magan, John Byrne, Dan Jurgens, Marv Wolfen, and Grant Morrison. All righty. I will go Dan Jurgens, number one. John Byrne, number two. <laughs> Byrne's number two. <laughs> uh, 
Marv Wolfman number three, wow. Elliot Eaton number four, and Grant Morrison number five. Elliot Wolfman Mac- behind Burn? Yes. Wow. Mac and I only know he wrote some Marvel prose novels in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Marv Wolfman? He did Spider Man in the seventies. Yeah, things to say. Kevin and Bailey, what is your uncensored opinion on Superman's recent decision to renounce his U.S. citizenship? Bailey, you want to hit that first? Everyone calm down. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the end of the world. It was a backup story. This isn't the start of Superman Green Card. (laughs) (laughs) Superman Green Card. Written by Jeff Loeb and penciled by. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to censor all Superman books. I think the one statement, which is important, I, I have I have like 15 different opinions that we don't have time to get into. Uh, but the one thing I will say is the everyone freaking out is not really anything to. I don't think this is something you should uh, freak out about because of where it was in the issue. It was a, it was a backup story and an anniversary issue that's ultimately going to go nowhere. Made so. national headlines, which is what they wanted. Well, yeah, but I really wish uh, Superman would stop making national headlines when bad things happen to him. You mean when he dies and uh, exactly, or he changes his costume, or he you know renounces his U.S. citizenship? So, what's the last good Superman headline? Uh, Superman got engaged. Oh wow! Wow! What? It's been a long time. Oh, you mean from like the 90s? I was about to say what? Because he didn't say content, oh, and I was like, what? <laughs> Kevin, you got a two cents about Superman? Uh, yeah, um, I don't care what the implications on future stories are. I don't care what its effect on continuity is. It is in itself an offensive statement. It offends me that they're having an American hero say, uh, America is no longer good enough for him and he is no longer an American. That's all I'll say. Okay. Bad you know time. Hey, Brad. Hey, Fred. Yeah. I wonder if DC regrets uh, the timing on that. They have Superman come out and say, "Oh yeah, well I'm not an American citizen," and then days later we kill Osama bin Laden. I was just going to say that. Oh. Uh, that. You can't. You can't plan for something like that, though. No, no. It's yeah, just the it, way it, it worked out. Looks, it still looks jackassy. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> but you also can't have worse luck. That's like people getting upset about that Adventures of Superman issue that came out on November 12th, you know, December, September 12th, uh, 2001, that had uh, Twin Towers burning. Oh, wow. So I Superman mean, has two bad freaking luck with this stuff. Damn. Yeah, he does. Kevin, why don't you like the lizard is his next question. Uh, he's a boring-ass one-note villain that's only ever had one story told about him again and again. Brad, any, any luck getting uh, John Romita Sr. for the podcast interview? And also, who's your favorite Spider-Man writer that isn't Stan Lee? Uh, I have a lead on C- Sr. I haven't had the time to write an email. It's it's going to be a matter. I don't think Mr. Romita Sr. has an email. I don't think he does computers. But he, I know a friend that, that, that goes... Knows him quite well. He runs the Romita is it Romita Man website, I think. Anyway, he's friends with John Romita Senior, and he's said that he will pass along the offer to be on the podcast. I just haven't had a chance to write that email to pass along. Uh, favorite Spider-Man writer that isn't Stan Lee, Peter David. JGC from Montreal, Canada. Hey everyone, if you had the opportunity to meet Stan at a convention, which Spider-Man comic would you ask him to sign, and why? I actually had a chance to meet him in Chicago back in the um, 
actually probably about 97 at the Chicago Comic Con. I had a chance to shake his hand and tell him thanks for creating Spider-Man, and it was really nice. Uh, I'm not big on signatures. I'm really not. I've got I've got a Stanley autograph, but I, I mean, you yeah, bought that. I I yeah, I bought it. I didn't actually hand it to him to get signed, but I'm not big on comic autographs. I'm more remembering the memory of the person like when stan when bertoni had stan congratulate me on being a father i'm like I, that i'm eternally grateful to both those guys for doing that anybody else want to answer that question or moving on tnr 105 with a ben riley avatar from the animated series from the next i love that avatar too yeah. uh if anybody's seen thor what are your thoughts i have not seen thor yet just came out yesterday as we were this yeah i'm hoping to see it tonight Stella saw it and she loved it. Sweet. Anybody else see it? Bailey, Zach. Next weekend with my girlfriend. I should be seeing yep. it either Thursday or Saturday. George no, gonna go see it? Yeah, but it's gonna take. Uh, I probably I won't get to sit until next week. Okay. Same here. I'm if you plan and on. If you missed that, Zach was trying to announce he has a girlfriend. Congratulations, buddy. You knew you knew it was gonna happen at some point. Spider-Man Luxury <laughs> is shipping right now. Uh, BD, it's clear that under the current regime, Peter and Mary Jane's marriage will not be reinstated. How long do you think? At least until they're at least dating again. Uh, within the year or two is my answer to that. I said it earlier. Within Set. this year. Yeah, I, I would say yes, within this year. I'll, I'll, I'll go there. If I'm wrong, I'll eat a bacon sundae. Uh, Zach, oh, yeah. <laughs> Zach, we've had multiple venoms at this point. But do you think Kane ever had potential? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Kane as Venom. That's kind of no. interesting. No. Why not? It's better than Flash. Because Venom has ruined every character it's touched <laughs> since it left Eddie Brock. No. It's got to be better than him being the tarantula. Can, can, can you really ruin the scorpion, Zach? I mean, seriously, can you? <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's true. But all this all this indignation from a guy whose favorite character wears a hoodie. Damn. You know <laughs> That never gets old. Burn. It's like his tickle spot. <laughs> yeah. Kevin's I look like a dog kicking my leg every time you touch me. Uh, <laughs> get off my leg, Zach. Kevin, you've reintroduced Ben into the Crawl Space comic. Will we ever re- see a return of Baby May? Reread number 12, you already have. Ooh, Bailey. I was listening back to episode 116 of Views from the Long Box, and you mentioned plans for a Hulk podcast in the vein of Amazing Spider-Man Classics. Any idea of when it will launch? I would love to hear it, and it would be cool if you could have BD, or Big Honkin' Steve guest star. This was put on the back burner. No worries. Life happens. Stuff gets in the way. Yeah, I uh, I just ran out of time to be able to do another full-blown, fully produced by me podcast. Uh, I'd love to do it. Um Maybe at some point uh, I'll be able to do it if I, like, win the lottery and don't have to go to work every day. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, sorry. I feel bad. George, if he's on, yes, he's on. If you've had to choose between one more one one more day, <laughs> sorry, abbreviations, I still don't know what the hell KFC is, being undone or a Kentucky bacon. Kentucky fried chicken, moron. Oh, that's just kidding, Zach. 
It was oh. a joke. Uh, being undone uh, or a bacon buffet with Christina Hendricks. Which would you pick? <laughs> Brad Douglas, you know me. What do you think I'd pick? Uh, dude, it's bacon and boobies all day. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm deep in cleavage and bacon. <laughs> Spider-Man, I got the bacon and the babe. How many bees can I put together? Because she's a double D. Steve Rogers, uh, New York City. <laughs> Michael. I know you're keeping an open mind about the upcoming super movie, Superman movie, but did Goyer's story in 900 affect your attitude about the film and how Goyer will present <laughs> the character in the film? I know. Goyer is the guy that wrote Superman's Not an American, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Not at all, because there is a great difference between writing a character in a film to introduce him to a new generation of audiences and writing the story that you were either asked to write or you had an asked to write or you were you had it in your head and you pitched it uh, as part of the 900 I, I think it's it's apples and oranges next question for Zach are you uh, planning to do any sit-down interviews with uh, some creators on your trip to San Diego I mean at this point no um, my <laughs> just right at this very moment I haven't really Got to sit down and really kind of discuss that with the other guys and everything like that. Hopefully, we'll be able to get some sit down interviews. I'm thinking possibly with um, our friend Stephen Wacker, nice. and uh, maybe, maybe uh, this is this is pure speculation. I mean, I've got to get, I've got to contact these guys first, but man, I'm going to try to get something from Dan Slot at least. That'd be um, awesome. And then, you know. Who knows? Maybe we'll actually get the Casada interview that was promised to us last year. <laughs> Kevin, you don't have to answer this because it's too much of a personal nature, but why the switch from writing to acting? Are you still planning to do any writing projects? Uh, I'm definitely still doing writing. Um, well, I should say still planning to because I haven't had time to write much lately. Um, it, it was less of a switch than it was going back to my first love. I, mean, I wanted to be an actor since, God, since about first grade. Um so this this was sort of a return to what I had given up on, um, but I still want to be a writer, and I think I, I kind of knew that as much as I like writing, it, that sort of solitary life and just being a writer wasn't going to completely fulfill me. Um, this is more the kind of life I want and to write, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Extreme Spider, the BD, how has the network shutdown affected your gaming? Uh, in case you didn't know, the hackers uh, got into the PlayStation Network and are just spending all of our hard-earned cash. Uh, no, uh, I really, I don't really do much online gaming. Uh, it's just a pain in the ass when I try to log into Netflix. <laughs> but uh, well, in, you know, for so long, PlayStation users have been able to tout, "Hey, we've got free online gaming." Yeah, and now. All the Xbox users are saying, <laughs> "Yeah." So if it was free. If it was free online gaming, why did Sony need their credit card info? Um, if you wanted, they had to have it on file for um, when you buy, when you items. when you buy a game. Oh. You want to download games and stuff yeah. like that. Anyway, uh, everyone but Jr. and BD. Okay. Now, Jr., don't you talk on this part? Uh, what you guys? <laughs> I'm talking guys- to Brad. <laughs> What do you guys do while they're doing spider history? Do you check Facebook? <laughs> um, now that you mention it, well, actually, last month I, I went and took a pee while they were doing spider history. <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually go get a drink. drink. I, I usually zone out and do something else. <laughs> I, I listen like because I like to learn. 
Oh. I Google I Google images of Christina Hendricks and Bacon. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're doing that anyway, George. We don't we don't yeah. know what you're doing while you're Googling these images. Uh-huh. This, <laughs> this act, I have no idea what to say, but I always have a bag of ice. So when someone in the panel nutshots you, <laughs> Good well, ice. Yeah, well, poor bastard. I have uh, a lot of ice when she's on. Kevin, after listening to the Clone Sire Chronicle episode with you in it, when are we getting the annual? Oh, I'd love to be able to give you an exact date. Um, and I am really sorry that it's taken so long. I'm really busy lately. But I did actually uh, do some work on it just the other day. I uh, did some writing on the Ven Gonzalez story, which has some answers to some questions you wouldn't expect to be in there. How, how much of the issue is done? Very little. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like 20% um, all the covers, or... All the covers have been done for a while, though. i got to give those guys props. I've got four beautiful covers. So you're like on um, page five of writing it or something out of 22, I guess? I don't know. It's going to be extra size. <laughs> oh, it's a big bitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's going to be either a regular length or extra size lead story with three backups of at least eight pages apiece. So that's one reason it takes so long to write. I like it. Mike, as you no doubt have heard, Superman gave up his citizenship. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Michael Bailey. With what just happened today, how long do you think that'll last? He wrote this when we caught Bin Laden. (laughs) I don't don't think it was meant to be a permanent thing anyways. Like I said, I think it's just a backup story that's not going to mean anything. Donna Mark, our buddy Donovan from Nashville, Tennessee, to Brad, J.R., and Mike. What are your favorite Spider-Man stories from the 2000s and 2010s? Um, I really liked the other. And, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was like really brand new day. day. <laughs> or one moment, one more, one moment in time. What the hell? The, um, I honestly have to say, even though I, I think the idea behind it might have been a little wrong-headed, Sin's Past was actually a very well-written story. Damn straight. Oh, shit. Um, Are you talking about Norman slept with Gwen? Yeah, yes. God. Uh, actually, oh, a good chunk of JMS's run I really, really enjoyed that I've read, uh, except for the other, which is oddly what ga- got me into reading <laughs> Spider-Man again. Um, but the whole lead-up to Civil War, that you know, that Road to Civil War three-issue thing, where they really cemented Peter and Tony Stark's friendship and kind of, you know, mentor-student relationship. I really liked that, too. Okay. And friendly uh, Spider-Man as a whole. Okay. Uh, JR is not here. My, I guess I liked the Flash Thompson issue. I liked... Um, what was that Doctor Doom issue by JMS that was really good with Mary Jane and Peter? That and the big issue number fifty, or if you don't, I like want that to one. Use the old, the old that number. Thing was what? That was amazing. That's, that one was amazing. I like that issue a lot. I yeah, also like the Sensational Spider-Man. I think it was Sensational Spider-Man. Matt Fraction wrote. Yeah, the annual. Yeah, Civil War. Yeah. That was really good. We've mentioned that one before. Uh, to Kevin, Zach, and. Kevin and Zach, what are your favorite Spider-Man stories from the 60s and 70s? I bet you I know what Zach's is. <laughs> 70s would obviously be uh, the uh, Clones. original Clone Saga. Yeah. Um, Amazing Fantasy number 15? Yeah, 60s would be... Uh, <laughs> I'll be I'll be different. I'll say uh, 39. Amazing. I thought you were going to say Amazing 1. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny, but no. Yeah. 39 and 40, probably. Oh, that, those are both great. 
Uh, Berserk Fury from a post-apocalyptic wasteland. BD, did Thor meet your expectations? No, I thought his hammer was small. No, um, <laughs> that was a joke. Stella would not have laughed either. Uh, <laughs> she like, oh my oh gosh. Oh, oh gosh. Dear. No, I, none of us on the panel have seen Thor yet. It just came out yesterday. We recorded this on May 7th, or we're recording it on May 7th. George, let's say you are the soldier that put the bullet in Bin Laden's head. What action movie type of one-liner do you say just after you shot him? Also, hippies have infested my downtown. What do I do? <laughs> I either, I'd either say something like, uh, Hitler says hi or terrorize this. <laughs> uh, or, or tell, tell Hitler hi or something like that. Um, you lose. And then, uh, yeah, and then I capped him. And then uh, if, hippies have it, if hippies have infested your downtown, the only thing that you can do is move out and let the army handle it. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he called me to ask if, if setting them on fire was appropriate. I said no. No, no, no. I, no. I told him that uh, go around saying, I like guns. I like right. bait. Kevin, do you think we'll be seeing Kyle Rayner in the upcoming Green Lantern animated series? Uh, I sure hope so. It would be nice. I don't really have any way of knowing. <laughs> any way we can see him in the movie? Uh, there's ways. I don't like really see thousand, him doing it. There's like a thousand Green Lanterns on that in that trailer. All yeah, but only one flat. human. Oh, okay, never mind then. Uh, Zach, what level of hell is appropriate for Bin Laden? <laughs> <laughs> well, the seventh circle of hell is I, I thought was Detroit, but um. You know, I, I I think probably the the lowest of the lowest level. Where Mephisto is with the bird. That's there you go, yeah. <laughs> it's his little bird like uh, in Iron Man 2 with, with the Whiplash, Dick Crimson Dynamo mashup. That's where the bricks come from. And, he has, <laughs> and I think there's a lot of Chapter 1 burn issues there, too. Get it, burn. <laughs> uh, Mike, do you think David S. Goyer is the right choice to write the Man of Steel script? And who would you personally pick? Uh, I think the only problem with David S. Goyer is he tends to put, like, something in the script that just doesn't make a lick of sense. Uh, like in Batman Begins, he gives the bad guy a weapon that instantly turns all water in the vicinity to vapor, and human beings are composed mostly, mostly of water. So, yeah, that he, he just would have ended up killing everybody, you know, as well as vaporizing all the water and releasing the steam into the atmosphere. Um, who would I personally pick? Um, I, I have to admit this. I don't know enough screenwriting names or familiar with people's work to, uh, to their name to really make this, uh, uh, to, to make a, a personal pick. I, I, I just really can't. I would say the only reason I wouldn't choose Jeff Johns is nothing against him. It's just I think we've kind of seen his idea of a Superman movie and secret origin. What about Quentin Tarantino? Uh, no, because I hate his, I hate his take on Superman. So well, he has a take. Are you kidding me? What, what there's it? a whole speech in kill bill. Oh, oh yeah. I, I know he has Spider-Man in there too, actually. Uh, his next question is about the American citizenship. We've hit that up multiple times. Fantasy freak from, uh, my happy places where he's located to the gang. What would you do? If you got possession of a cosmic cube, George has bacon and Christina Hendricks. We know that much. <laughs> Will you please repeat? No, oh, never mind. Hi, Zach. Welcome no, back yeah, to the show. I, mean, I, would, I would do that. In, uh... no, hey, you know what? I was looking at something else on the crawlspace message board. So <laughs> it was the hottie thread. We know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 
Anybody Cosmic Cube? What would you do with it? Oh, if I had the Cosmic Cube, hmm. Well, first of all, I would I would you know will myself a bunch of money and then fly everybody down to San Diego with me. Come on, down or over? Over, over and down. Why would you fly us when you have a Cosmic Cube which can instantaneously transport us? <laughs> yeah, why well, risk our lives? <laughs> hey, hey, the man's trying to be charitable. Give him a break. Yeah, I, I would like all of us in the same room. That would be fun. And we, be- we'd stream this podcast live. <laughs> I don't want all of us in the same room when the word stream ever used the same. Because <laughs> it makes me think we're all like taking a leak in the bathroom Damn. or something. Damn. Brad, are you reading the new Venom Ongoing, and do you like it? For, read the first issue. It was okay. <laughs> Haven't read the second issue. However, Bertoni's commentary on the front page was made of so much wind, it's not even funny. So I'm anxious to see uh, crazy Betty Brandt. <laughs> Kevin, what would Jeff Johns' writing Spider-Man be like besides um, epic? Epic and awesome. Ooh, jinx. <laughs> uh, let's see. He would respect continuity, weave new things into it, as is his want, uh, but he would make it make sense, uh, as is his talent, and we would probably get actual character development, which is why Marvel would not hire him. Wow. My, uh, Michael, do you... Do your best Lex Luthor impression, please. Hmm. There's so many to choose from. I mean, you can <clears> do a <throat> classic one. Wrong! Sorry. <laughs> Wrong! Um, but Miss Tessbacher. I, well, who wouldn't want to do to Miss Tessbacher? So. <laughs> Whoa. Miss um, Tessbacher. I'm going to pass on this one. I don't have my, I'll, my I'll allergies. I'm kind of kicking George, my ass lately. George, do right. Lex. All right, hang on here. Let me take a deep breath. Okay. okay. Superman, I hate you and you suck. <laughs> Zach, Ben Riley ongoing. Who writes it besides Kevin and you? Oh, besides Kevin and me. Uh, well, Demetrius would be a good choice. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Matt Fraction. I'd kind of like to see his take on it. That'd be kind of fun. Okay. Uh, let's see. Abu Aziz from the freezer. Uh, just call him Aziz. Just call me Aziz. I laugh every time you misread the first part of my name and do a face palm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so a sorry, buddy. Uh, can you host Chuck Dixon or Chris Claremont one of these days? I don't know. What do they like to eat? And how, <laughs> how am I getting them to Missouri? I, I think you want me to interview them on a podcast is what I guess you're getting at. Uh, Chuck Dixon, to my knowledge, hasn't written Spider-Man, has he? I don't believe I don't. so. He's written G.I. Joe and The Punisher. I've read uh, The Punisher stuff. Chris Claremont wrote him briefly in The Uncanny X-Men, like around 190-ish. And he also did Marvel Team-Up with Byrne. You know, uh, Brad, you could you could get Claremont on there and ask him how come uh, Spider-Man kicks the X-Men's asses so often. <laughs> I don't think Chris Claremont has had that much of an impact on Spider-Man when people like uh, Romita Sr. have yet to be in it. Uh, Spider-Man 252 from my home state of Missouri, St. Louis Mo, inspired by the Marvel Facebook page and the recently completed NFL draft. If you could draft one Marvel superhero for your team, who would be your number one pick and what position would they play? Zach, that's you all. Over. That's all me. You know, me and George. Um, okay. Even as a non-football fan, I can easily answer this one. Oh, I, I would, uh, I would probably draft, um, Probably Reed Richards as a quarterback just because he's such a cerebral person. That's a cerebral position. 
And he can stretch his arms to put the ball in the zone. Um, that can't hurt. That's what she yeah. said. <laughs> George? <laughs> the Scarlet Witch, because she can change reality and she can play any damn thing she wants. We, we, we win every game by 100 points. Nice. <laughs> Durabil, new poster from Alberta, Canada. To everyone, going in and expecting something to not be very good or interesting, what comic series or issue surprised you by being an excellent read? When I was younger, the original Power Pack knocked my socks off, but I'm having trouble finding recent examples. Okay. I got, I got, I got one. Okay. Uh, there, there is, as many, many listeners, long-time listeners of the show know, Spectacular Spider-Man number 14, volume 2 or 3. I believe it's volume two. Yeah, two. Uh, um, with the the story with Joey Beale, I was going into that story fully expecting it to suck because I just you were right. <laughs> not again. Sorry, well, I just re- uh, not talking about the Morbius part, but just talking about the the whole Joey Beale and the cripple because because cripple is not a nice word to, to describe a person that's handicapped. So I'm I'm a little hesitant as I'm reading this. And the law, the more I read it, I was, I was so blown away and moved and moved literally to tears that it became my, it's become my all time favorite issue. So there you go. I mean, I was, I was in there very hesitant when I picked up this issue that I was going to be really made of suck. Now, besides the Morbius part, it was made of wind, but the Morbius part was, yes, made of suck. At least we can agree on that. Mr. Bailey, how fast would you be all over? Uh, Superman Forever, a.k.a. X-Men Forever, with Byrne as writer and artist, continuing where he left off with Superman 22. I'd be interested in to read that. Uh, I, I kind of have an idea where he was going because the writers that continued after him kind of picked up on what he was doing and did their own version of it, so it would be kind of interesting to see uh, where he would have taken it. Did Byrne, uh, uh, nice alliteration, burn his bridges at DC also? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not okay. that I'm aware of. Okay, he's really burned it at Marvel. I don't think he's... I say, I thought he just kind of threw a torch to whatever bridge he saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To Brad, here in Canada, we have a show called Kenny vs. Spinny. It's available on Netflix, <laughs> uh, where two best friends battle Canada. each week in different com- competitions. If it's available in the U.S., please take the 20 minutes to check out Season 4, Episode 2, Who Can Blow the Biggest Fart?, <laughs> It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and I would love your comments. I'm sure you can highlight. You can see highlights on YouTube. Okay, hope, if I like it, I will recommend who could big, recommend the biggest part <laughs> next podcast. That's I'm intrigued by that gaseous <laughs> suggestion. Uh, the fact Kent, that that is the title of an episode from season four, <laughs> and, I can't get, and I can't get Stargate Universe past two seasons. Just makes me really sad. Well, if they went through the the continuum and blew a fart on the other, <laughs> be going for seven. Um, or if they were in Canada. <laughs> Black suit Spider Man from Memphis, Tennessee. Happy free comic book day, everybody! There we were. Yay! Gang, what are your best and worst free comic book day experiences? I, I don't really have any bad ones. I mean, I have a bad one. I went. Oh, oh go ahead, Bailey. Um, I were back in 2009. I spent all day recording and uh, at at Titans for views from Longbox for Free Comic Book Day, and it all got messed up somehow, and I wasn't able to use any of it. I went into my local comic shop that I never buy anything from, 
Uh, it's more of a video rental place and used comics and toys and stuff like that. And uh, they had zero Amazing Spider-Man free comic book days or free comic books, so I was kind of ticked. The um, my uh, back on that. Oh god, the, maybe the second year they had it. Whatever year it was that they had uh, Bruce Wayne Murderer come out. Remember that? Mm-hmm. It was like the first or second or third year they'd done free comic book day, and. Um, I uh, my LCS guy who you know I was in there spending you know seventy five eighty bucks sometimes more a week, and uh, he let me take about twenty copies of the uh, of the Batman one over to work and hand them out to people there. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. I just remembered another bad experience. I w- it was on Free Comic Day. I was in the exact same store, and I saw a father and a six year old boy. And the six-year-old boy was looking at the new comics on display, and he went to go pick one up. And his father grabbed his hand and said, no, son, those are really expensive. You don't want to pick those up. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, you know what I saw today at, uh, at my LCS when I went over there is I saw a dad taking this little girl up there, and the little girl was dressed uh, as Batman. I thought that, and it was, it was cute. And I was like, oh, that's, she's gonna go in there and kick somebody in the face. I thought that was, that's, <laughs> that's what it's. <laughs> no, no, saying it's too expensive is, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's. Well, he, what the, I guess what the dad assumed was that the, the new issues on display were the rare ones or something like that is what I gathered from it, but it's. Or he assumed they were three ninety nine. Ah, oh, let's see. Okay, let me get back on track. Uh, gang, blah, blah, blah. Brad, how is Ava doing? We need more pics and video. I just put a video up, and she's doing great. She has said her second word, which is mama, which Aww. is very sweet. So she's After just... Spider-Man? No, no, Spider-Man is not... <laughs> it was my first word, but it's not hers. Uh, George, what are your hopes for... I, almost... I thought that read, what are your hippies? Uh, what are your hopes for Fight Club this season, George? Um, I hope uh, we get a lot of the same people from last year back. I hope we get a lot of new people back. I hope more people participate. I hope we don't see as many characters that no one's ever heard about because I have to do a ton of research on that, and, you know, and I hate every bit of that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I just hope everybody gets uh, gets involved and has a lot of fun with it. And uh, I love it when we have ties or when we have, like, things that are decided by, like, one vote and they go into a Hall of Fame. Because that means that like everybody did their job, and, and when, when it's that close, when the voting's that close, it's it's a really even match, and that's what we'd like to see. Uh, Zach, would you consider working Stagron into CSA? George said that he would like to have it uh, kill Kevin. If he wrote I don't him think wrong. I said I don't think I said I'd kill Kevin. If he wrote George him. said he this? would have to kill Kevin if he wrote him wrong. So no, did I say that? <laughs> yes. Did you I say that, kill- Kevin? Yeah, yeah. it's news to Kevin. me. No, you told no. It was, oh, when Kevin was not on the show, somebody asked George if if Kevin was to write Stegron into a Spider-Man crawl space, if how how would you want him to do it? And he'd be like, the first thing you said was, if if Kevin did that, I'd have to kill him. So, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think wow. that's correct. Somebody anyway. find somebody find the soundbite, please. Zach, I, 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 I may have said that like if he, if he screwed him up, I'd kill him. Oh yeah. If, yeah, yeah if I mean that's true. Up. I mean Kevin, nothing personal, but if you fuck up Stegron, you're a dead man. But, <laughs> You know, but yeah, I'll knock the shit out of you. Okay. Uh, yeah, basically, okay. Bailey, what's your favorite DC Marvel crossover? Well, I, didn't, I didn't. The second Spider-Man Superman one. Zach, are you putting them in the book? I would put them in the book, but only uh, by consulting with with George first. Okay. Last question. Uh, let's see. Iron Jam from <laughs> that should be a new suit. I'm, Tony, what are you wearing today? The Iron Jam. 
Or actually, the Iron Jammies. Uh, East Yorkshire, UK. <laughs> to the gang, I'm not a massive symbiote fan, but have been enjoying right. the Carnage miniseries and the first couple of Venom comics. So what comics have you surprised? So what comics have you been surprised you've enjoyed? Um, recently, I was I was very surprised by Batgirl. Um, not that I enjoyed it, but that I enjoyed it so much. Brian Q. Miller writes a really entertaining book there. Okay. Anybody else? I got nothing. I was uh, I was surprised how much I liked Grounded. Okay. I was surprised how much I liked Avengers Academy. I think that's oh yes. yes yes very much so. That's a real good book. Until I dropped them all. You dropped it. <laughs> I dropped all. Well, I dropped all the Avengers books, so I dropped. Yeah, them. that's a fantastic I book. I dropped it <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> well, yeah, like the one book that I can pick up going back to. Carnage mini. No. It, it evidently is getting your boy in there. I think Toxin's coming up. Really? I think. Well, then maybe I'll have to take a look. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I have not missed a Toxin appearance, which so far has not been difficult. <laughs> issues. Eight issues. Eight issues. Uh, last question. <laughs> when does Mike get time off from podcasting? <laughs> That's a damn good question. <laughs> if you start that Hulk one up, you're really not getting a good break. <laughs> Bailey? Oh, uh, no, I, um, <laughs> he said I question. actually, every once in a while, if, if I'm, uh, if I'm doing too much or, or I just need it, I will, I will just say, screw it, this is gonna have to be late, yeah. uh, cause I, I need, I need a night off or something. Um, uh, especially if I have like two days off in a row, I like to do nothing, yeah. uh, to do, to, to do nothing to do with podcasting at all. Or, to quote 1776, Bailey's favorite musical, if the, if he needs to stop off to refresh the misses, <laughs> stop off in Stratford and refresh the misses. Refresh the misses. <laughs> wow, Bailey, you get a lot of people liked last uh, month's episode of you singing. Bailey, <laughs> he, he just went to go refresh the misses. Anything you just. Oh, he's cutting out. Wow. Um, he really took it to heart. No, I I don't know if you heard what I said, but uh, I said that a lot of people liked you singing in the last episode. Yeah, I saw it. It was very nice to hear. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap for this show. Closing thoughts from Zach. As he picks up his microphone and joins the conversation. <laughs> Sorry, my mother called. <laughs> and well, it's Mother's Day. Wish her a happy mother. I mean, it's yes. Mother's Day. Well, I'm, I'm fixing to eat with her. There you go. Final well, thoughts, sir. Wrap it up. Um, well, George will appreciate this story. I got to meet a, foot, a, pro, a former pro football player today. Oh, who'd you meet? Um, he was the second round draft pick in 1990 by the Dallas Cowboys. His name is Alexander Wright. He's a, he's now a minister. How did you meet him? Well, my dad's played golf with him several times and they had a golf scramble today at my, at the golf course I work at. Cool. So, uh, dad got to play with him and, and I uh, got an autograph football and it was kind of, it's kind of nice. Very nice guy. Ran a four second 40 time, 40 yards in four seconds. In the NFL, he can still run a 40 time at 4.3 seconds, and he's 44 years old. Nice. There's a possibility he may be uh, as brought on as a consultant to the U.S. Olympic uh, track team. So, that's kind of 
Kevin, final thoughts for the episode? Um, well, I'm really glad to have been able to do two of these while I'm out here, which is surprising. Uh, next month, I will be broadcasting back from Louisville. I'll be on a three-week break in June. Cool. Welcome back to Louisville. <laughs> um, I am looking forward to it. I'm getting pretty worn out out here. <laughs> I imagine. Bailey, last thoughts. Um, I had a really good free comic book day. Nice. George, wrap it up, buddy. Uh, wrap it up. <laughs> I'll take it. Wrap it in Wrap foil. it up. Yeah, don't you remember that fabulous underwear? Uh, yes. I, I, I know. know. I know the song. I don't think I'll I just, I'll just sit over here by myself in the corner being an uncool dick. No, uh, everybody have a, a great Mother's Day, and uh, talk to you all later, and uh, peace and love. Amen. Love you, George. Even though you love y'all. All right, let me hit stop. Or No, I, you won't hear me if I do that. All right, gang, yeah. we did it right on the dot. How is that? We're good. Yeah, we're good. That's right on the dot. Not over, not under, just good, just right. Well, have fun on your date, on your date Brad. All right. You know yeah. what's funny? It, we're uh, going to a local um, Kentucky Derby-ish kind of party where they got a band and dinner. Yeah. And we're double dating with some friends. And here, the women are supposed to wear these fancy hats. And uh, my wife said, you know what I think I'm going to do with my hat? I'm going to take Ava's Spider-Man bow and put it on there. And if you you should wear a Spider-Man tie. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, <laughs> wow. Wife and, and then I went and ordered the lingerie. Dude, I, I, ordered, <laughs> I, ordered, I, I showed Lacey the lingerie, and she was like, hmm. Okay, that's hey. ironic that her name's Lacey and we're talking about lingerie. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> She goes, maybe. She, she looked at me and, said, and kind of winked at me and said, maybe. So, Whoa, hey. my man, my man. That hey, means no. Bailey, you get the <laughs> no. The she what? winked for Bailey. You get the Black Widow for Rachel. Uh, I might. I mean, when we first started dating, she bought Wonder Woman lingerie. So, oh, yes, she did. I'm gonna get the American Dream one and rub it on my junk. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the American Dream, right? Go and then make it real sniff it. What, is, what, is, what are we seeing? Here? Yeah, because I mean, I assume she's worn it already, right? When they sent it to me. Bailey, <laughs> Rachel, tie you up and make you tell the truth. Uh, no, and I never did buy that Nazi outfit that I thought would be good for the role-playing. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not, that's not uh, right. Wow. Oh, wow, on that, but I got sexy about that. <laughs> the good thing right. still Bye is every- not here. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Good to talk to you all next month. George, thanks for filling yeah. in, and you did awesome. Nope. No problem. I'll talk to you later. See you guys. Bye. And that wraps up this episode. Before we go, I want to thank our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. Another example of their great prices is on Amazing Spider-Man number 666. No, Mephisto doesn't show for this one. But the description reads, quote, Normal people are getting spider powers, but not all of them realize that with great power must also come... Yeah, you know the rest. Okay, sure, we often say Peter Parker's life will never be the same, but listen, pal, we've never been more serious. Heroes and villains are crawling all over Manhattan, and no one knows why. This will change everything for Pete, for Spidey, and possibly for you. Look at it this way. If everyone's a Spider-Man, then no one is. Unquote. The cover price for the book, $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Also, before I go, please listen to the beginning of this episode for all the details on how you can donate to the Joplin recovery efforts. Remember, it's the home of the Crawl Space. Thanks so much for listening, gang. For the SpiderManCrawlspace.com, I'm Brad Douglas.